starting a new series. It is called Big and Rich, but it has no relationship at all to the country band by the same name, just so you know. Uh, In fact, unlike their music, I believe the series could actually change your life, and their music doesn't. Uh, This series, I hope, uh, will be about the things that matter most in life. So as we start, let me ask you a few questions. How many of you, when you were a child, hoped one day that you would be rich? I'll admit that I did. Uh, a, A lot of people, probably... A lot of girls dreaming about their wedding and what that day would be like and the guy they would marry. Well, in my family, there was six of us in a 12 by 70 mobile home. Uh, And dad used to get laid off from GE all the time. Money was tight. Mom used to turn the burners of the stove on in the kitchen to take the chill off the air. And I can remember being able to see my breath in the mobile home. Uh, We kept the thermostat so low that they used to leave the faucets dripping at night so the pipes wouldn't freeze, and we just all bundled up in bed. Uh, I can remember thinking, I want things to be different when I get older. I do not want to live in a cold metal box. I want a house, and I want shingles on the house. Because I didn't want to hear it when it rained. Now, I can't hear it when it rains now anyway, (laughs) because I wear two hearing aids. Um, But if you ever lived in a mobile home, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When it rains, it sounds like it's pouring, and it keeps you awake at night. Second question, how many of you know someone who is rich? Don't point. How many of you know someone who is rich? But how many of you have thought, you know what? If I was rich like them, I would probably do a better job at being rich than them. <laughs> Any, anybody, you know, kind of willing to, you know, God, test me. Test me in this God. Like, the Powerball's coming. You know, see if I'll be faithful, please. Question number three. We're already talking about it, so I'm going to just say it. How many of you are rich? Just like filthy, stinking rich. How Okay, I'm going to have the ushers hang around your section. Um, just, there's a couple up front here on the left. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> What's kind of funny is that when you are rich, you're kind of embarrassed about it. You don't really want to talk about it. And what's even more interesting is that some people are rich, and they don't even know it. Seriously, those of you who, who know someone who is rich, if you ask them what it was like to be rich, they would look at you like you were from outer space. They would say, you know, so-and-so's rich, so-and-so's rich, but, like, I'm not rich. 99% of the people that you talk to that you knew were rich would say, I'm not rich. And you would think they were absolutely crazy because they don't know that they're rich. But one of the reasons why we don't know if we're rich or not sometimes is because nobody knows exactly where that line is, right? I mean, you don't get paid on the 15th of the month and check your bank account and go, honey, honey, guess what? We made it. (laughs) We're rich. We crossed the line. We have arrived now. Even if you have a line in mind, 
that line often continues to move the more money you make. Now, my goal in this series is to, to build in you, to pray in you a desire to be rich in what matters most in life, to be rich in what is first in a way that honors God. And, and biblically, I want to start with 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 and 19, or through 19. And Paul is giving some advice to a very young preacher that he mentored named Timothy. And he's telling Timothy how to teach people who are rich to be good at being rich. So he's not saying, don't tell them it's wrong to be rich. He's saying, let me, let me tell you how to teach them to be good at being rich. And these are his words. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and be willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So Paul's, Paul's advice uh, to the rich is, if you're rich, do not be arrogant. That's the first fill in the blank if you're taking notes. D- don't be arrogant. Uh, no, nor should they put their hope where? Paul says, tell, tell them, don't put your hope in your wealth because it's uncertain. But Paul gives them advice. Don't, get, don't be arrogant. D- don't put your hope in the money. But do this. Put your hope in God because he provides us with everything. It's from his hand. And I think it's kind of cool. One of the reasons God, it says, God gives us things is for our enjoyment. God, God doesn't say you shouldn't have money. You shouldn't be rich. You shouldn't have things. God says, the reason I blessed you is so, so you can enjoy life, so you can enjoy the things I blessed you with. So if you're rich, Paul's teaching to, through Timothy is for you. It, don't be arrogant. Yes, you may have lived on less than you're making. You, you may have invested well. You may have worked hard. You, you may be incredibly faithful, but recognize that everything you have is a gift of God. Don't be arrogant. Everything, talents, abilities, your mind, your faith, the air you breathe is a gift from God. Acknowledge that it's from his hand. I think that's the crazy thing about gifts and talents is if, if we let them, they can become a source of pride in our lives, even though they're gifts from God, if we don't remain thankful and humble with them. Now, I don't know if you know any rich, arrogant people, but if you have earned a lot of money, you can start to think, wow, I must be pretty smart. I must be pretty special. People should listen to me because I'm pretty smart, and I'm pretty special. So Paul is encouraging Timothy. Listen, if you know rich people, there's rich people among you. Tell them not to be 
arrogant to put their hope in God and enjoy the things that God has given them humbly. But Paul also gives Timothy a couple practical things that the people who are rich under his care should, should do. He says, command them to be rich in good deeds and be willing to share. And Paul says, because if they do that, they will store up treasures for themselves where moth and rust cannot destroy in, in the next life. So as we look at the scripture, I think it's really important for us to try to determine where that line is of who, who's rich and what it means. And because in order for us to truly know who this teaching applies to, we kind of have to know where that line is. It's interesting that Gallup recently did a study of people who made different incomes, and they asked them this question. It's fascinating. They asked people, what, what amount of money would you need to be rich? And they asked people at different income levels. If For people who earned $30,000 a year, they said, what, what would you need to be rich? The average number that people threw out was $74,000 a year. Now, some of you, some of you make $74,000 a year, and you're thinking, let me tell you. <laughs> the, after you pay the mortgage and you pay the cars and you do that, that is not rich. Gallup asked people who made $50,000 a year what they would need to be considered rich. The average response was $100,000. People were like, dude, if we made six figures. Now, some of you between two incomes might make $100,000, and you're pushing back already. You're thinking, that is not rich. Like, teen drivers, school fees, dance lessons, soccer club, church camp, braces, college coming, and a wedding in my future. That is not rich. Gallup asked the top income makers across the United States, those who made $200,000 more a year, how much they would need to be rich. And you know what the average answer was? $5 million. And all God's people said, duh. Um, yeah, you'd be rich. But I wonder, I wonder if they would have asked the poor sap that only made $1 million what he would have said. Because I'm going to guess, if you asked that poor sap if he was rich, he would tell you, no. I would need this to be rich. Why? Because the line keeps moving. It's moved in my life. Things change. Uh, one number, when you have kids, that number goes out the window. Uh, when you have to buy a minivan, that number goes out the window. When, when you buy a house, that number goes out the window. The, the line is always changing. But the danger is, if we don't view ourselves as being blessed by God, we can miss being rich in what matters most, rich in what comes first. So this morning, I have some good news and some bad news for you. Now, if you're like, give me the bad news first, I'm really sorry. I, I wrote the good news first, <laughs> and that's I'm going to just stick with it. The good news is, you ready? The good news is you are rich. You can write it down. There's a blank in your notes. You can even say, I am rich. But the, the good news is you are rich. Every single one of you is rich. Now, this will change your life if you let it. But you need to believe this. You are 
rich. Seriously, you are rich because you have, and I have, rich people opportunities. If you have kids, you can, you can expose them to books and take them to the zoo. And they can do sports and music lessons and dance lessons. You can take them to get their teeth cleaned and straightened. You can let your kids have an operation. You have access to medicine. We in this country can afford to save time with money because we have enough of it. If we don't want to cook dinner that night, we can order a pizza. If we don't want to wash our car, we can run it through one of those machines. Most of us can do that if, if you don't want to scratch your car. We, we have rich people opportunities. That's good news. In fact, when you realize the amount of blessing that God has poured on you, it can change your entire life. And the good that you are capable of doing with the blessings of God. Ecclesiastes 5.19 says this. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth, and possessions, and the ability to enjoy them. So I think he's talking about health, because you can have wealth and possessions, and if you don't have health, you can't enjoy them, right? To accept their lot and be happy in their toil, so so they're working hard. This is a gift of God. It's right in in the Bible. God gives people wealth to enjoy. You can work hard for it. You can enjoy it, and it's not wrong. But the fact that we're rich has to sink into our hearts, because some of you are already pushing back. You're not saying it, but I know it. You're like, rich? No, I'm not. Listen to me. Statistically, we are all filthy rich. If you make more than $33,000 a year, statistically across the globe, you are in the top 1% of all the people on this planet, if you make more than $33,000 a year, you didn't know that you were filthy rich. Most of us don't. And if you earn in your family $80,000 or more a year, you are in the top one-tenth of a percent of all the people in the world that walked this earth. How crazy rich are we? Now, I, I want to be sensitive because I know some of us are facing some pretty harsh like financial challenges right now. Some, some of you might have medical bills. You might have lost a business. Uh, you, you don't know how you're going to make it. I, I, I want to be sensitive to where everybody's at. Some of you are laid off. Some of you are looking for work. Some people here are single parents, and you're working like multiple jobs just to get by. But let's be honest. Work with me just a little bit. Even if you are sitting here thinking, I am not rich, after church, you're going to drive home in your car. If you own a car, you are in the top 3% of the rich people in the world. You're going to pull into a place that is climate-controlled called home. You're going to post a picture of your lunch on Facebook with your smartphone with the unlimited data plan. You're going to watch football today and eat too much food till you can hardly move. Work with me. Work with me. We are rich. 
Let me, let me and, and you know this, but let me tell you how people in developing countries define people who are rich. This, this is about three billion people. Half the people that walk this earth describe rich people this way. Rich people own cars. And some rich people have an extra car, one for him and one for her. And you're not going to believe this, but some rich people even have houses for their cars. And they call them garages. And some of them, but you're not going to believe this, are even heated. And some people have three car garages, and the third stall is for all the stuff that won't fit in their other house. And they just keep it there, and they don't know what to do with it. How rich is that? In fact, these people are so rich, they will drive past 10 places that sell food to stop at the 11th place that sells food because it's their favorite. And when they get there, they order three meals. They call the first one an appetizer. The second one, the main course. And then they order another meal and they call it dessert. And they can't move afterwards because they eat so much. And then they get home and they they walk into their closet. And they look at all the clothes and they say, I have nothing to wear. And that's just her closet. He has one too. You see, our, our problem is that we don't think we're rich. And when someone says you're rich, nobody feels relieved. Nobody feels blessed because of it. Because most of us, I think, consume all the blessings that God gives us, and there's nothing left over. That's why we don't feel rich, because we consume it all. And if God gave us more, we'd consume more. Half the people, I don't know what the statistics are, I'm just making this up. Uh, If somebody did hit the Powerball, their life wouldn't be better off. You can Google that. I've Googled that before. The people who win all that money, life doesn't go well for them. God commanded those who are rich to be good at being rich. He didn't say, you know what? I'm going to bless you. You take, you use, you consume everything that I give you. So I think the first step at being good at being rich is admitting, like this is a 12-step program, um, is admitting that we are rich. But even if I said, you know, everybody repeat after me, I am rich, some of us still wouldn't believe it. And I find it's interesting that we don't think we're rich. I remember I I didn't think I was rich growing up, and I went to Mexico, and I was trying to convince one of the guys there that was we were working with that I wasn't rich, that I grew up poor, that there was no heat in the house, that and he laughed at me. In my description of not being rich. You see, the truth is, God has blessed every single one of us with more than we need. We're rich. That's good news. It's really good news. The the amount of good that we can do is unimaginable. 
we're rich. Now, now for the bad news. And I, I can't tell you how bad this is. It's really, really bad. It is one of the biggest challenges you will ever have to overcome in following Jesus in your spiritual life. The good news is you're rich. The bad news is you're rich. Because being rich is one of the greatest spiritual disadvantages that all of us face. Jesus met a rich guy once that that wanted to follow him. And he said, Jesus, I want to follow you. What, What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus looked at him and said, you know what? Start with obeying all the commands. And the guy said, great. I've done all that. And Jesus said, there's, there's, just, there's just one more thing that you're lacking. Go and sell all your possessions, give them to the poor, and then come follow me. Now, it is important to note that this is the only time Jesus ever said this. Jesus did not say this to every single rich person that he met. That's important. God is not opposed to us having stuff or having nice things. All through the Bible, God is the one who gives blessings. God is not against having stuff. God is against stuff having us. And that's what he saw in this young man. Jesus wanted to be the first in his heart, what he desired most. But this man couldn't do it because he had a lot of stuff and he had a lot of wealth. And Jesus gave him this really hard teaching. He said in Luke 18, 24 and 25. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The good news is you're rich. You are blessed by God. The bad news is you're rich. Let me share just a few challenges of people that are rich have. Number one, it's harder for us, it is, it's harder for us to depend on God. When, when I was over in Africa at, on a short-term mission trip, I was the one who felt poor. I was the one who felt poor in spirit. Those Africans did not have anything, but there was a richness in their spirit And I was the one who felt hollow and empty because they depended on God. See, Jesus taught us a prayer, and Pastor Josh just led us through it. We say it every single week, and we say these words. Give us this day our daily bread. But none of us, none of us, we've never had to really, really Pray that prayer. Do you know that most of the people in the world, the majority of people in the world, really have to pray that prayer? I'm not saying I want to pray it. I'm just saying I see the spiritual void even in my own heart from not having to depend on God for those kinds of things. Number two, our wealth distracts us from our true priorities. If you are a follower of Jesus, I know that you believe that worshiping God is a priority. And meeting with his people and fellowshipping together and growing in groups is important because it's, it's, 
involves the health of our spiritual walk with Jesus. But most people in American churches only attend church twice a month. Why? Because we have rich people opportunities. We go on vacations and we have season tickets and our kids are in so many sports and kids don't go to youth group. Why? Because we have rich people opportunities and distractions. We get so busy with rich people opportunities that we don't even all have dinner around the same time, at, at the, around the same table as a family anymore. And we think to ourselves, you know what? I'm opening up a world of possibilities for my kids. And I wonder, are we? Or are we shutting, are we shutting a door? by keeping them so busy that they can't connect with God and can't connect with his family. The third challenge is we need to understand that we have greater responsibility. Jesus said in Luke 12, 48, to whom much is given, much is required. And I believe Jesus is speaking to us. For many of us, that is bad news because we are consuming all the blessings that God is bestowing on us that God intends for us to share with others. God, through, through Paul, said to Timothy, you know what, tell the people that you're working with, that, that are rich, to be good at being rich, to be generous and willing to share. Those are the people that are good at being rich. I so want to be a church that is good at being rich, because we are rich. I want to be a church that invests in our community, and we are doing that already, but I think that there are a a world of possibilities, a, a world of difference that we can still make if we keep being generous and be good at being rich. We are a blessed church. Let's continue to be a blessing. Let's Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your presence among us and for the blessings that you have given each and every one of us. And God, honestly, we don't deserve them. They're just gifts from you. And I pray that because you you honestly expect more from us because we are so blessed that you would find us faithful. God, thank you for the blessings, for the riches that you have bestowed upon my life. Help me, God, to be more open-handed with those. And God, if you, you bless us even more, we confess that, God, sometimes we have we've just spent it on ourselves. We pray that you would bring our lives into balance and that we would be willing to share and be generous with others. And God, I pray for a, a church full of rich people They're good at being rich. God, help us to make a difference. Even even if someone, God, doesn't believe in you out in the world, help them to say of us, well, they sure put their money where their mouth is. They sure do what they say. They, They follow Jesus. They're generous. They do good. And Jesus has a church. We ask all these things. In your wonderful son's name, amen.